Welcome into the Snapped Podcast, my personal audio journal. My name is Tyler Kluber. I'm a personal trainer and podcaster, but it gets a little bit deeper than that. And this show is going to give you an inside look on my thoughts concerning health and fitness, business, mindset, and creating the life that you feel lucky to live. I hope you enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, and let's have a day. Oh boy, back again, Wednesday, November 17th, 2021, which it's a good thing I just looked at the, looked at the old date, it's the, it's the lady's birthday tomorrow, so let's hope I remember that one when I wake up. Today is going to be an interesting one, maybe, maybe one I don't want people to hear, because I'm kind of quote-unquote feeling myself this morning and I'm really not sure where this is going to go I've written a few things down I have a couple ideas as always with the snap podcast we take the real life stuff and try and bottle them up into a 10 to 20 minute episode to try and get a point across, maybe motivate some people, educate some people, give advice, personal experience. I recently ordered a laptop computer, had one in college, but that was getting to be a, almost a decade ago now, 2013. And I actually ordered it, I think like that summer. So over eight years old, and that thing kind of died out a couple years ago after a lot of use and probably mishandling in college, just tossing my backpack around with that thing inside. Haven't really needed one in the past couple years as I got a desktop and I've basically been doing all my work from there. And I don't really travel. And when I do, I can kind of take care of my work on my phone if I need to. But recently, with the um, explosion of the Washed Up Walk-Ons, the Iowa football podcast that I run, some increased capital because of that explosion and growth, which is really, really great to see. It's not that far out of the cards to say that I probably should buy myself a laptop, especially because they're not that expensive anymore. And so if I need to record a podcast on the road, which I was going to have to this past weekend, potentially in a couple of weeks again, and moving forward, if I want to record a podcast anywhere but this office, which I would like to, I need a laptop. <clears throat> so I bought one on the company card. And I did a lot of research, did a lot of research, uh, settled on, funny I say that word settled, because this podcast is about not settling. I finally settled on one, whatever, the brand doesn't matter, and thought it was going to be sufficient, pretty good, whatever. Comes to the house yesterday, and I start you know, connecting it to the internet and making sure everything's downloaded. We're all good to go. And it just, 
it was taking too long. You know, the Wi-Fi, the internet was just fine, but things weren't downloading quite correctly. It was clunky. There were multiple things that just something wasn't right. And I, in the past, have generally been one to, um, in, in this kind of situation, when I buy something and there's an invasive process of, well, if you're going to send it back, you have to print out the thing and you have to go and take it to UPS and you got to ship it back and then the refund, all the stuff. I would normally just say, screw it. Like, I'll just deal with it. But I've come to the point where, and this is where the podcast episode comes to a head. I'm just not willing to settle anymore for anything. Right. I'm not willing to settle for anything. Some would call that maybe greedy. And the tone and place that I'm coming from in this podcast is specifically going to feel a little egocentric and, and greedy, which is why necessarily I hope people sort of understand where I'm coming from. It's going to sound like I'm that guy on the YouTube video who's trying to like be the motivator, right? But that got me thinking, settling, settling for just some laptop computer that may not get it done, right? It's going to affect my productivity later on. And I thought, wow, what a great topic for the Snap podcast today as I usually don't have one as I enter the day. Never settling. It's a topic that I think has driven me as a person throughout my 27 years in the background without really making it a visual or tangible goal. I think never settling has always sort of been written into my DNA. I thought back to, because we all can, a time where, or times when I did settle or when I could have settled or things in my life now that I could decide to settle for. And the dangerous thing about settling is if you do it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's a bad thing or that it's going to result in a negative outcome, right? And I'm not so much talking about like, oh, I don't have, you know, I don't have this in the fridge today, so I'll settle for, you know, a fat, you know, I'll pick up Subway for lunch, right? There's going to be those micro moments in life where it's like, okay, I have no other option. I have to do this. I have to settle today. If you're a person who consistently displays dedication and discipline in your life, settling on micro decisions like that every once in a while keeps you human, honestly keeps you sane and is going to happen. But I'm talking in the larger scheme of life, and I'll use some micro examples, but um, I'm talking more so in the larger scheme, settling is oh so dangerous. So I had the option, do I settle for this laptop or do I say fuck it and return the thing? Because I want something that's going to work. 
something that's going to help me be efficient in, in the instance that I do need to use this for podcasting or work on the road. And I teetered back and forth for a second. I decided, what am I doing? I'm 27 years old. I'm an adult. I can make this decision. It's easy. They'll refund me. I'll get back on the internet and find one that works. I don't need it for the next couple of days or a week. So I did it. Immediately started putting things back in the box, packed, packaged back the whole thing up. And it felt good. It felt good to make that decision with certainty. Like I'm not, and it's, and again, this is a micro decision. I'm just going to buy a different laptop, make sure it's the right one, but it felt so good to make that decision and take action on it. Right. Came up to the office, clicked on the return on the Amazon order, printed out the, uh, you know, the barcode, send it back. We'll refund you. My biggest instance of settling, there's probably a couple from my college days, but I always come back to this one in multiple conversations. Large learning experience for me was freshman year in 2013, 14 in the dorms, which for anyone who's, and there's a yellow, super respectful. Staying in the dorms, as you know, there are distractions. Netflix was a, was a, you know, living on my own, you know, being an adult, right? Not necessarily with full responsibility yet. You're still in a dorm, but no one was telling you to go to bed. You're away from home. I'm on Netflix a lot, right? I was probably staying up until midnight every night. And we had workouts at six the next morning. So we're usually waking up at about 5.15. Who knows if I actually fall asleep by midnight, do the math. I'm getting about five hours of sleep. As you can imagine, as this is a health and fitness podcast as well, um, that, that amount of sleep wasn't conducive to me making a lot of progress freshman year. And I don't know if I regret it because... Regret is a very, very serious thing in my eyes. And in fact, I probably only regret a hand, like an actual handful of things in, in the, my entire 27 years. Um, none of which luckily really affected, ended up being too consequential. But this was definitely a moment where I was settling. I was settling for poor sleep, poor recovery. I knew that I wasn't making a whole lot of progress physically like I should have been, like my teammates were. And I continued to settle for that sleep all the way through that freshman year until we actually moved into a house off campus. When I got out of college, I was working at a CrossFit gym six hours a week, basically three nights a week, I would coach two classes and I was doing it for free. And to be honest, a lot of 
there's a lot of scenarios and situations where working for free to get your foot in the door, to make a connection, to provide value to somebody could be the right move in the grander scheme of things. And I thought that for a while, this was what, what I was doing. I was also to actually make money um, managing a kids ninja warrior gym, which was the easiest job in the world. I was working there about 30 hours a week. And it was a job that I stayed at for about, oh, 14 months, I believe. And for most of that time, it felt very much so like I was settling in my career, right? I took a interesting path with my major exercise science, thought I wanted to be a, a coach in a gym, thought I wanted to own a gym someday. Definitely didn't think that I'd be doing what I'm doing today. And as people started to get jobs, including my wife, who took a more traditional path, a teacher right out of college, gets a job out of school, right? Everyone's starting their life. It felt very much so like I was settling. And so quickly I made the decision, okay, I need to pursue what I actually think is going to get me to my goal right now, which was still owning a gym someday. So I quit the job at Kids Warrior Gym. I quit the volunteer position at the CrossFit Gym. And I went and got a job actually coaching classes and getting paid to do so. Fitness, lifting, all that. Now with the podcast and what I do on a daily basis, it's something that comes to mind. Am I settling today? And it's almost uh, the way that I describe what I do is I wake up and, and, and every day I, I look at what I have on my plate as little fires that I have to put out. I wouldn't even call them so much that they're more like light switches on the wall that by the end of the day, they need to be flipped, right? And some days there's 10 light switches. Some days there's just one big light switch. It's a great part about working for yourself and kind of owning a couple of your own businesses is no day is the same and it's all very flexible and moldable and it's every day, am I doing enough? That's the thought. Or am I settling? Am I just going through the motions today? Something that as an athlete, I heard a lot about going through the motions. Are you actually working out to get better? Are you training to get better? Or did you just show up today and go through the motions? In prep for this podcast, I found a YouTube video. I think it's just called Never Settle. It's a nice like 10, 11 minute video, kind of a motivation thing. But in there, there's a really good quote. 
you've been in this place too long. You've come into agreement with this place of brokenness, procrastination, and laziness. Rip up the contract with your past and fulfill your purpose. Pursue your destiny. Come to the resolve that you will never be this broke or broken again. The thing that is known, that is absolutely known about destiny is that it will avoid you until you are no longer willing to tolerate the place you have settled in. This place called convenience, complacency, and comfort. It's a good quote. Good little quote. And I like the part about destiny is going to avoid you until you're no longer willing to tolerate the place you have settled. Tolerate. It's what you are okay with. It puts all of the blame or the praise on yourself. It says, if you are willing to tolerate it, then you have to be okay with that result. So if you don't tolerate much, you really cinch down that discipline, cinch down your work ethic, your dedication. That's going to push you forward. I think there's three reasons why people settle in my eyes. And it, one of them is sort of something that I'm guilty of off uh, or have been guilty of in the past is people are too nice and assuming. They don't want to initiate conflict or uh, create invasive processes, and they won't even give themselves the permission to want more or ask for more. They feel like they're being disrespectful because they, they, they want more. They feel bad about wanting more. Number two is that they're happy. People are happy with what they have done and aren't really motivated to go and get more. They aren't, they aren't really interested in, I want to push this thing further. Which is something that I have a, a very hard time relating with. In the grand scheme of things, I wake up every day and I feel the very, very distant pressure, like, you know, like you're in Times Square and there's a ton of things going around. It's all, all the people that are walking around represent the things that you have going on in your life. And up, in, up high in one of the buildings, there is a person looking down on you. And that person is the impending freedom and uh, state of being of you, you know, call it 50 or 60 years from now. And did that person make it? 
right? Were they able to sustain themselves, build wealth, build a family, build a flexible lifestyle and schedule where they were happy and they woke up and they did what they wanted? Found a place of financial freedom, found great health, found an incredible family dynamic. I'm motivated by that person. And the only way that you can get to that place, at least in my eyes, is to never settle, is to always push forward. And there is no time to sit back for extended amounts of time. It's great to acknowledge your accomplishments and your successes and celebrate those. Absolutely. But to feel like you're done, like you've arrived, you've made it. That's a dangerous place to be. I'm pretty sure in the story of the rabbit and the hare, or the, the, the rabbit and the hare, that's the same thing. The tortoise and the hare. The, torti- uh, the tortoise is the guy that's disciplined. He puts in the work throughout that race. The small steps, though they may be slow. And he eventually wins that race because the hare at some point is so far ahead that he lays down to take a nap. I'm worried, not worried, but motivated and fueled by the fact that taking a nap in life could eventually put me in a spot that I don't want to be in. So that's number reason number two. People are either too nice and they, they just don't feel like they deserve more, they should ask for more, or they're happy with what they've done. They've done some good stuff, and they just they aren't quite motivated to get there. But the third one, the third one is probably the most prevalent, and it's because people are scared to reach higher and fail. Failing is scary, especially if it's in front of people, especially if what you've set out to do was known and people were expecting something from you, right? People are scared to reach higher and fail. They're worried they may not achieve what they set out for and that they'll be embarrassed They feel like they owe it to other people because once you set that expectation for yourself, you kind of feel like other, you know, you, you know, Hey, you tell your friend, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to, you know, relate it back to fitness. I'm going to squat this much weight. I'm going to, I'm going to get abs. I'm going to, I'm going to start this diet and complete it all the way through whatever it may be. You start to create these layers of accountability. And when you don't come through, It's embarrassing and it feels bad. And so some people just don't, they just, it's, it's uncomfortable. So some people just decide, oh, and it's maybe not a conscious decision. I don't think anybody sits there and says, well, the last time I tried, you know, for a, for a lofty goal, I kind of failed. So, you know, I didn't like that. So I'll probably back it off this time. Well. It happens subconsciously. 
and you get people that just sort of set very, very easy, short, attainable goals that they can kind of mark off each day. And that's sort of what gets you into that just going through the motions lifestyle. You're never really reaching for anything that, 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 that's that impressive that other people look at and go, wow, that's, that's something to be proud of. It's a flaw in most scenarios and ways, but I personally have this always burning fire to be better than other people. And this is where if you're a softie of the new modern world, you should probably turn off the podcast. In the world of participation trophies and nobody gets hurt feelings, everybody gets playing time, everybody gets credit. I very much so am built different than that culture. Attribute it to my dad being an old school, hard-nosed coach and a guy who knew how to work hard. He did it himself as an athlete. Got me into sports. I was super competitive from a young age. I played travel baseball and basketball with some of the best in the world. There's multiple NBA players out there that I played with or against. And that wasn't even my sport. I was just used to that environment. As people know who know me, the background, I played at Iowa for football. So there's not a team in the NFL that I haven't played with or against somebody on those rosters. And when you're talking about professional athletes, at least in the athletic sense, those are elite performers. People who have continued to stay disciplined, reach for bigger and better things always, and they've reached the top. Those people impress me in some facets. Other facets, they're not perfect people, right? And some of those people, I'm not impressed with some of the aspects of their lives. Oftentimes, financially, those pro athletes are very, very far behind where I see myself as being and think that most people should be. They are not educated financially. It is very hard to impress me, not that anyone's job is to do that, no one owes me anything, but from my personal standpoint, on the inside of Tyler Kluver's brain, I'm not impressed with people. It takes a very, it, it takes a lot. And it's not that what they're doing isn't great. Because it's, it's not that what other people are, you know, setting goals for and eventually either accomplishing them or not is not what's the right move and what's great and successful for them. It speaks more to 
this in interpersonal belief in myself that I think I can actually do anything that anyone else does in general. I'm not going to be a rocket scientist. I know my limits, but in, in general, I think I can do a whole lot more than most people can in most things in life. And that's selfish. That's egocentric. That's cocky. And to be honest, I don't give a fuck. It's how I've always been. I walk around and see the way that people carry themselves and the way they take care of their health. I listen to people talk and you know, eventually you find out how, how motivated is this person in general in their career, in their personal life? What is their urge to always educate and learn more, self-educate themselves on being better at finding um, more knowledge on new topics that they haven't explored before? And I think it's this constant pursuit of mine to find people who I'm used to being around. And for me, it was those elite people at the University of Iowa, more specifically the football organization, the coaches, the staff, the players, my teammates, former players who would come in as pro athletes. Those are people I respect. People who are pushing the limits of what's possible in a day to be the best, most productive human you can be. Not just on the field. And I think to them, I think to myself, and part of it is because I've been in the room with them. I was one of them. Why can't I do anything else that somebody else does? If it's been proven that it can be done, then why not me? I'm not interested in being the same. Go back to Times Square and all those people are walking around and it's a a flurry of people walking across the street and you can get lost in the crowd. I'm not interested in being one in the crowd. I don't give a fuck about the crowd. Falling in line. Being one of many that are indistinguishable from another. Just another number in the, what, almost 8 billion? And I'm not scared to tell people that. I'm not scared to fail. I'll set expectations. And I'm very fortunate that because of what's happened in my life, I was on a, on a big stage, on some would say the biggest stage, multiple times in college football. And when you've been on that stage and you've had to perform at that level, it elicits a response inside of you that is, oh, I don't give a fuck. Because I'm going to fail or I'm going to succeed here, but it's going to be one or the other. There is no abstaining from the moment. 
it's a very specific example, but 2016 number three, Michigan comes to town. We're supposed to get wiped off the face of the earth with these guys. They've got an incredible team full of guys with a lot of NFL talent. The previous week we had gotten destroyed by Penn state, a team that was similar in talent to this Michigan team, but it was nighttime in Kinnick. And if anybody knows anything about that, you don't want to be the opponent when you walk in to those four walls of Kinnick stadium as the lights go down and the Hawks swarm. And it ended up being, as many of you know, a game that ended on a last second field goal, a play where I found myself with the ball in my hands. There was no moment where I could say, hey, coach, I don't, I don't want more. I don't want more for my life. I, I'm too scared of this moment. Hey, coach, could you put somebody else in to snap this ball? It was either perform like I knew I could, like I had trained to do, and provide a snap that would allow our other specialists to do their job and win the game, or fail, send back a bad rep, and, well, quite frankly, in front of millions of people, embarrass myself. When you've been in those situations at that high level of performance, it, you're just not impressed with people in the grocery store on a Tuesday. And that doesn't say anything about those people. I'm sure they're great people doing great things. I just don't want to be like you. I remember in, as I wind this episode down, I remember when I was in third or fourth grade and we would do around the world in math class. Everybody would sit along the edge of the room. You'd, everybody would shift their desks into a big U facing the front of the classroom. And first person would get up, stand behind the other person. Teacher flashes the flashcard, and whoever says the answer first moves on. It was the most simple form of competitive gaming in a classroom that you could have. And no one cared about that more than I did. And it was embarrassing when I lost. I wanted to be the best. And I saw myself as the best. And when someone else beat me or went further than I did, it did not sit well. And I was more competitive over that game and cared more about that activity in third or fourth grade than any other kid in that classroom. And that evolved into bigger and better things. The snapping eventually became my thing in high school. And immediately I was ranked top 15 in the country when I got into long snapping. And I thought to myself, well, if I'm top 15, I'm looking at these guys that are the top five. They're not that different than me. Why not me? 
What do they have that I don't? The answer was nothing. So I decided, you know what? Let's, let's be the best at this. And that actually is the one thing in my life that where I was the best in the world. I was the best long snapper in the world. Stipulated to high school, of course. It was the best high school long snapper in the world. In 2012. At Iowa, we were the undefeated team, almost ranked in the playoff. We were one of top five college football teams in the country. I've been in these spots where I've been at the top and I know what it takes and what it feels like on a journey to get there. My time as an athlete is done. But that now leaks into the business world, the washed up walk-ons, the brand, building out merchandise, building out a a podcast, a show, building out ad revenue, sponsorships, being more than just a podcast where we get on a microphone and talk, trying to build out my personal training business, build myself as a fitness influencer is a bad word. I hate it, but a fitness person personality, expert. Everything is a fire that is lit. Back to the quote. The thing that is known about destiny is that it will avoid you until you are no longer willing to tolerate the place you have settled. And I don't tolerate anything. Convenience, complacency, and comfort The three C's, those are bad words to me. And not only do I want to be better than other people, but I know that the majority of people out there today, tomorrow, and for the rest of time will settle for the convenience, the complacency, and the comfort. And I know that when I make the decisions to hurt in the moment, to suffer in the moment, whether it be physical or mental or grind, I know that I am furthering myself to that path of success. I love the quote or the idea that if you shoot for the moon and you miss, you'll land on the clouds. And I think that speaks a lot to how my life has gone. Don't be afraid to go take that chance. Don't settle. You're worth more and you deserve it. Thanks for listening to the Snap Podcast. I'll talk to you next week.